morning, church. If you all would stand with us, we're going to start out and we're going to sing and praise the name of Jesus. We're going to sing, what a beautiful name, what a beautiful name.
Jesus, we thank you that your name is high above any other name. God, we thank you that you humbled yourself to become obedient to death on a cross, that you humbled yourself to come down to earth. You were the word at the beginning, but you came down to earth as a tiny baby, a helpless baby. Not just to live the good life, God, but to come and to die on the cross for sins that you did not commit. A price that you did not deserve and you didn't have to pay, but you did it because you love us. We thank you for the name of Jesus. God, we thank you that you did die on the cross for us, but God, we thank you for the empty grave. We thank you that you rose again and defeated the power that death, sin, hell, and the grave had on us. You broke that power, God. We thank you for the cross. my mind to Calvary where Jesus
Lord, you are our God. We thank you for being the Lord of all, the Lord above all, the Lord in charge of all and in control of all, and the Lord that has all things in your hands. God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for the beautiful, wonderful, and powerful name of Jesus this morning. In preparing for this morning, I've been reminded of, um, of the ways that God has come through for his people throughout the Bible. God chooses to use people, individual people, but also the people of Israel. And there's nothing about them for the reason he would choose them. I've been reminded of David. We're going to sing a song that starts out and it says, There's a sling in my voice and a stone in my praise. I don't pretend to understand how it works. But I know that when we worship, that God can do mighty and powerful things. So just as David has a, had a physical sling and a physical stone, we have that in our worship. And David came out to face Goliath. And he said, you come at me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin. He didn't even, David didn't put his stock in his sling and his stone. He said, I come at you in the name of the Lord of hosts. And that's why the little sling and the little stone could do what it did. So as we worship this morning, let's let our worship be a sling and a stone that would fight against the enemy.
been reminded with this song of when Paul and Silas were in prison. I don't know the end of the story for all the captives that were in there. But I do know that it says that when Paul and Silas, they were singing hymns and praising God and giving thanks to God. And then God came and he broke the doors. He loosed the chains. He didn't just loose the chains of Paul and Silas. He loosed the chains of all the prisoners. And I don't know what their final stories were, but they had to know that there was power in the name of Jesus. So when we sing this morning and lift up his name, Let's trust that he can break chains. He can lead people out of graves where they find themselves dead. Because we're lifting up the powerful name of Jesus.
morning, we come to you. Lord, we didn't, we didn't come this morning to be entertained. It's wonderful as the worship's been this morning and as Pastor Steve comes to minister us through the Word. Father, we come for one reason and one reason only, and that is to worship You. And you and you alone. Father, we are reminded that we are frail people. And we can do nothing without you. The Bible tells me we can't breathe or have our being without you. And you only alone this morning, Father. So Father, we're going we're gonna to sing this chorus one more time. And as you as a congregation, I'm asking you this morning to, to try your best to get your mind off of everything but worshiping Him this morning and Him alone. Father, there's a lot of things going on in every one of our lives this morning. The world is tumbling back and forth. God, we really don't know what's going to happen next. But we know that you are in control. You are in control. No matter what it looks like, you are in control, God. So this morning, we, we come only to worship you and you alone. Father, we're going to sing this one more time. We're going to throw our hands straight up in the air. And as Ashley leads us through one more course of this song, God, we're going to give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. You are our healer. And you are our way maker. And you are our King of kings and Lord of lords. So Father, we come back into worship with you one more time.
book of Psalms says in Psalms chapter 91, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I'll say unto the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, and my God in whom I shall trust. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Amen, amen. Turn around and give your neighbor a big old air hug this morning and tell him you love him. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. Let's give Ashley and our worship team a big old hand this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, sister. Wonderful job. Praise the Lord. We got just a few things before uh, Pastor Steve comes and ministers to us this morning. So glad you're in the house of God. And uh, God is still in the miracle working business. Amen. He still has everything under control. No matter what it looks like in our life, God is going to work it out. The Bible says for He's going to work it out for my good, isn't he? He's going to work it out no matter what it looks like in my life at this present time. God's going to work it out somehow, some way uh, for my uh, good. Just a reminder. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Pastor Steve, if you'll make your way uh, to the pulpit this morning. Pastor Steve and Cindy moved here, what? July. And... uh, Pastor Steve and Cindy, she wasn't able to be here with him this morning, and uh, they uh, actually had been pastoring a church uh, a few years back over in uh, West Virginia, and they moved here, and he is actually the manager of Grand Home Furnishing uh, over in, yeah, yeah, he's the manager there, and, uh, uh, but been a great friend, and uh, I just love him and Cindy to death, and I want you to... I always kid him about West Virginia, but I'll, I'll leave those jokes. Uh, I'll just leave those jokes aside this morning, okay? So let's welcome the West Virginia pastor. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, was that for me or was that for Jesus this morning? Can we give Jesus the applause he deserves? Amen. Hallelujah. It's so good to be here, and I'm honored to be here. It's a privilege and honor to uh, be able to bring a message to you this morning. I thank Pastor Kevin for giving me that opportunity. By the way, we have a wonderful pastor, don't we? Praise God. If you have your Bibles to save time this morning, we'll go diving right into the the Word of God. We're going to be going to Hebrews chapter 6. We're going to be starting with verse 13. If you have your Bibles, and go ahead and turn there. The writer of Hebrews is is bringing some hope to us this morning through God's Word. And we start out reading in verse 13. It says, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Isn't that wonderful? Saying, Surely, blessing, I will bless you, and multiply, I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For verily swear by the greater, and an oath 
for confirmation is to them an end of all strife, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of the promise of immutability, that means unchangeable, his counsel is unchangeable, hallelujah, confirmed it by his oath that by two immutable, which means unchangeable things, in which it was impossible for God to lie. We might have a strong consolation. Look at your neighbor and say, we have a strong comfort and hope. We have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. I'm going to say that again. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entered into that within the veil, whether the forerunner is already entered, talking about Jesus, he made, was made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. You know, when I think about these scriptures, it already has built into me a steadfast hope because I serve a steadfast God. Can somebody say amen? Now, I know that 2020 has been a very difficult and a very trying year, hasn't it? A lot of us feel like that at times. It has just felt like that the pressures of life have just come in and taken over. And a lot of times the enemy has used the difficult times of this past year to keep reminding us that we are just going to sink, that we're not going to be able to get through this. But I've got good news for you this morning. I serve a God who's still on the throne. His name is Jesus. He is the anchor of our soul. And when we are anchored in Jesus and we have set our faith and our trust and our hope on His foundation, it will not crumble. I understand that there are people here today and some of you here even now feel like the turmoil and the chaos and, and the troubles have weighed you down. But I want to bring encouragement to you this morning. I want to bring hope to you this morning that God's Word is unchangeable. Let me tell you something. What God has promised to Abraham, He has promised to you and I. He's still the God of Abraham. He's still the God of Isaac and Jacob. But He's still our God here today. His presence is even right here right now. And He will get us through the hard times. I believe that with all of my heart. Now Satan has done a great job, hasn't he? In bringing division in our government. Satan has done a great job in, in bringing division amongst our country. He has brought, a, he has brought division in our homes. He, and yes, he has brought division even in the church. But I stand here to tell you that the Word of God says Jesus calls him a liar. 
and the Father of all lies. I stand here by the authority of the Word of God that says, Yes, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I stand here, and I am so thankful to say, But Jesus. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, But Jesus. He said, But I have come that you might have life, and that you may have life more abundantly. Can somebody thank God that we don't have just life, but we can have abundant life? That means overflowing with blessings. That's why we need to walk around and say, I'm not depressed. I'm not discouraged. My hope is in a steadfast God. The word steadfast simply means immovable, firmly fixed in our faith. It's like concrete. If you pour concrete, it's, it's wet when it first goes down. But once it hardens, it has been firmly set in place. And that's exactly how our faith needs to be, how our hope needs to be, and how our trust needs to be in, an, in a never-changing God. Hallelujah. You know, despite the uh, increasing lawlessness, the wickedness that our society is being faced with right now, I want you to know that Pastor Christ is still building his church. I want you to know life is about ready to be breathed from God above upon his church. I believe that there's an awakening coming. I believe that there's a revival that's getting ready to come because when things get hard and things get tough as it was in the book of Acts, the Bible tells us that's when God's grace gets more powerful. The presence of God is more powerful now than it ever was. But you're saying, I don't feel God at times. Oh, I know we can be transparent here and say, you know, and we've all been there. We've said at times, God, where are you? I am in a very discouraged spirit right now. I am very depressed. How many have said that to God? I don't know what to do next. I don't like this story of my life. Let's be real. Let's be transparent. But I want you to know regardless of what's going on, regardless of what you and I are faced with today, I want you to know that God is still on the throne and that Jesus said, I will build my church upon the rock of the foundation I've given. Listen to me. We, he said, I have built my church and even the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. We have a hedge. We have a blood covering. The, the cross at Calvary made the difference. The blood of Jesus, which we don't hear a lot of preaching on anymore. But I want you to know there's still power in the name of Jesus. And by the shed blood of Jesus, we have victory today, church. It's not a time to get down. It's not a time to get fearful or depressed, friends, it is time that we stand up and put our steadfast hope in that steadfast God. I'm so thankful today that I have that hope in one that will never fail me. He will take me even to the end of time. 
We need to know that God is in control. And so we, we listen, I, I really feel very strong. Somebody needs to hear this this morning. You have been fearful. You have had because of the news media, because of this being talked about and that being talked about. Nothing but depressing, nothing but discouraging news. But I've got the good news. It's found in God's Word. And we have a steadfast God that will not be moved by what's happening. Friends, this is not a time for you to fear. This is not a time for you to have anxiety. This is not a time for you to let depression come in. But this is a time to set your eyes up towards the eastern sky because we have a hope. And one day Jesus is going to gloriously return and he's going to take his church away from all of this. Hallelujah. See, that's the time to rejoice in knowing that he's made us that promise. That is our hope today. We have a hope. He gives us a peace. I want to go ahead and quickly go through this. He gives us a peace. The Bible says it passes all understanding, which will guard our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. The prophet Isaiah said, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. Because you, listen, because you've got to trust, you've got to put your steadfast hope in Jesus. And when you have your mind upon him, that means your mind is set firmly in place. Corona ain't moving it out of the way. Uh, lawlessness is not moving it out of the way. You can't take my hope, devil. You can't take my faith. You may attack my mind. You may attack my body. You may attack my wife. You might attack my children. You may attack my finances. But you can't take my soul because it's firmly fixed. My, Jesus has paid the price. I have my sins have been paid in full, and I am covered by the blood of the Lamb of God, and He has recorded my name in the Lamb's book of life. And therefore, devil, I serve you notice today. You can't rob me of my hope. Thank you, Lord. You can't take my hope. You see, the writer Hebrews says that Abraham received the promises that God made to him. You know why? Because Abraham had a steadfast hope in the God that said that if you'll leave your country and you'll go to a land that I will show you, I will not only bless you, but I will bless your seed. I will multiply you, and I will bless you, and I won't just bless you, but I will bless you abundantly. You know, when Abraham was on this earth, you and I need to take the same hope and the same faith. Abraham was, the Bible says, he wasn't looking for a city which had foundations here on this earth. Come on, church. He wasn't looking for that. He was looking for the builder and maker whose name was God. He, listen, Paul, like Paul said, we're not here. We're just journeying through. This is not our home. Yeah, this world is full of sorrows. Yes, this world is full of troubles. But thanks be unto God, He's given us a promise. He's given us a hope that we can hold on to, church. And He loves you. 
God loves you more than you can even imagine how much he loves you. He understands what you're going through. He's acquainted with what you are going through. He's been there, done that. He understands pain. He understands sorrow. He understands the attack of the devil. He's been through all of this for us. He was the forerunner. But when he went to the cross, the Bible says the veil was torn. The presence of the living God became inside that veil. And in the order of Melchizedek, he was that high priest. And now because he has broken the curse of sin, he has broken the curse of sickness on our body. Now we have victory today. We have hope today because of Jesus today. And we got to hold on to that. And I'm going to tell you, he loves you and nothing. Say nothing. I want you to know there is nothing that can separate God's love for you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Not coronavirus, not fear, not anxiety, not depression, not hopelessness, not lawlessness, or any other thing is going to separate God's love for you. Romans uh, 8 talks about how, ask the question, who or what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Look here. He goes on to say, I am persuaded. You know what Paul was saying? You ain't changing my hope. What's ever going on right now, the circumstances, the situation, the giants, the rivers, the fire I'm going through, doesn't matter. What matters right now is I am persuaded that neither life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen, my hope, and I hope yours is the same, my hope is not in the government. My hope is not in the stock market. My hope is not in investments or my career. My hope is not on Congress. But my hope, listen, my hope, my steadfast hope is in a steadfast God today. How about you? Don't let that thief steal away that hope. Because you have that steadfast hope that you can get through this. Real quickly, I will just summarize. You will remember the three Hebrew boys. Boys, by the way. These weren't men. These were young three Hebrew boys who had their very life on the line. Their hope was not in that image that Nebuchadnezzar had built. Their hope was not in the trend the world was going towards of worshiping a false idol because they knew their hope would be in God. And, the, and you know the story how the Nebuchadnezzar told, uh, made a decree, and he basically said this. Uh, to make a long story short, he said, If anyone, but when the sound of music starts, does not bow to this image, you will face dire consequences. The consequences for you not bowing to my image is that you will be cast into a fiery furnace. How many have felt like that this year you feel like you're in the midst of a fiery furnace? 
it feels like even at times that it has been seven times hotter. Huh? Can anybody uh, agree with that? If you don't, we have an altar call and you come up and confess. The fact is, we've been there, done that. So was Shadrach, <coughs> Meshach, and Abednego. But uh, whenever they were told to bow, they made it very clear to the king <clears throat> that they would not bow only to God. See, we have to have that same <clears throat> steadfast hope that we will not bow, we will not serve, we will not allow the enemy to bring anything in our path that will come between us and God. And uh, the Bible goes on to say that Nebuchadnezzar then got furious with that answer. He took those three Hebrew boys with the mightiest men he had. He heated that up seven times hotter. He cast them into the midst of that fire. It was so hot that it killed the ones that threw them in there. Huh? But they, they didn't say they were at the front of the furnace or the back of the furnace. He just says they were thrust in the middle of the fiery furnace. And as they were there in the midst of the fiery furnace, King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, it says. He rose up in haste, and he spoke and said unto his counselors, Did we not cast three man, men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said, King, true. He answered and said, Lo, but I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. And they don't have no hurt. And the, form, and the fourth, look here, the form of the fourth man that I see, it, it see, he said it is like, he is like the Son of God. Can I tell you today, when you're in the midst of that fiery furnace of your life and the fiery trials and troubles and difficulties seem hotter than ever before, can I tell you there's a fourth man. He's right there with you. Jesus is right there by your side. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will go with you even until the end. And bless God, as they said, I will say, even if God chooses not to deliver me from this fiery furnace, I will still trust my God. Because I will still be delivered. Because heaven's going to be glorious one day, church. Heaven is worth waiting for. Heaven is worth the endurance. Heaven is worth every trial, every fiery trial, every difficult trial that comes our way. Heaven will be worth it all. Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. He said, go. And I prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Church, he's coming. Are you listening to me? Jesus is coming soon. He said, and I will come and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. I close with these scriptures. Listen, church. We have a blessed hope beyond hope. This is the finality of our hope. 
that Jesus has promised he will come. He said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Do you have hope this morning? We have hope. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, how many believe that? Then you also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, not by this preacher, but by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which have already slept. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven, and they, and listen, and they which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them, but he said he's going to come from heaven with a shout. I want you to know there's a shout getting ready to happen. With the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we, we which are alive and re remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. Are you excited about that? To meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. The Bible says we should be comforting one another with these words. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put in immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. We sung that song. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Because the sting of death was sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, hold on to this. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you that we have this blessed hope. Thank you, Lord, that we have a present hope. Lord, we don't have to wait until you're coming to have this hope. We can have that hope right now. Father, there are those here who need hope. They have allowed the enemy to come in and invade their mind. Lord, they have allowed the enemy to bring anxiety, fear, and depression. They have at times, Lord, felt just, just hopeless. Lord, but you are our hope. You're the anchor of our soul. And Lord, we pray and trust that everyone will call upon you as we end this service, Lord, with our anticipation and expectation that, Lord, you're going to bring us deliverance, you're going to bring us hope, and you're going to bring that blessed hope one day very soon. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. I think she's going to sing for us. Let's worship as we get ready to leave this place today. God's favor be upon you in Jesus' name. I love how God puts things together the way that he always does. Not having any idea what this sermon was going to be about, he led me to blessed assurance. 
So the very first two words of this song are exactly what we've heard about. We have a blessed assurance. We can be assured of who Jesus is, of who we are in him, of all the things that we can have in him, of the victory we can have in him. It's a blessed assurance that gives us the ability to sing and say, this is my story. It's my song. And I'm going to praise my Savior all day long. Blessed is 
more praise offering. Can we do that before we leave? Hallelujah. We have a blessed hope. I trust that when you leave, you don't leave here like you came, but you keep that steadfast hope in a steadfast God. So we're going to ask those from the very back to make their way out and just follow through suit there just for the fact that we are trying to be cautious and God expects us to do that. So thank God for you. May God's favor and His grace, His hope and His love abide with you from now on in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.